Michelle decides to start the podcast when I just took a piece of chunk monkey strawberry. Yep. You hate me. It's so juicy. Hey guys, and welcome back to Lunch Break Podcast. Yes. So we're doing things a little bit different. We both just got off of work. It's Friday the July 7th. Sorry. I was like Friday the 13th? What? Friday, July 2nd. 2nd. Uh, my Mike Hard Lemonade's kicking in again. Um, hi, Mike's Hard Lemonade. I tagged you on Instagram and you replied, thank you, much appreciated. You are now a summer fan favorite of ours. We love you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm going to drop a strawberry in my shirt. <laughs> right. But it's a little different just because it's dinner time right now. And I got an energy drink and I'm vibing. <laughs> I don't know if she needed that energy drink, though. That's the problem. Too late now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but we schedules for working out. So we had to read this book, Mexican Gothic, mm-hmm. by Sylvia Moreno Garcia. Quickly. I should say quickly. We read it faster. Usually we have like time to like read other books on the side. We were like, nah, we got to do this. Because mm-hmm. we wanted to bring another episode for you guys. We've got strawberries, blackberries, and of course her traditional and most favorite hot fries. Because it's dinner, I made us some shin ramyun, the she beef broth. Ramen. Yeah, carrots, onions, garlic with some sesame seed oil. That's what I should have topped on, so sesame seed oil. Mm. It's a little tricky, the measurements, but Michelle says it's good. But oh my she- god, Stephanie was like, oh, I, I, the broth isn't good. And I was like, I sipped it, and I was like, it's really good. And I was like, oh god, am I too white? <laughs> Do I not have good taste now? Is this not spicy enough? <laughs> Well, because I was like, mm. I had a like you walked away, but I had an existential crisis. Oh, I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> I add season, like it could even I didn't even add like I add the seasoning for the packets, but I added like garlic, onions, carrots. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you know when you eat ramen, it's a lot of sodium in it, so to like make me feel a little less guilty, I like to add a lot of vegetables to it. Mm-hmm. But you know, so if you're just crunching on some fries or slurping on some soup, we're in the middle of dinner, and we really wanted to bring this podcast to you. <laughs> Very nice. I love that. Thank you. Um, but other than that, let's get into it. I'll start setting the scene. Okay. So we started reading Mexican Gothic. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was one of those other books that we saw on Instagram. Instagram. And it's also out of kind of our... our excuse me. Sorry. I don't want to say comfort zone. But it's we, definitely something new. Yes, because we we're more on the fantasy base. We love fantasy, but we need a fantasy break. Yeah. Um. So we decided to do this book, which is horror. Horror, yeah. We've never done that. and I was Mystery, little, kind of. Yes. I was a little scared, though, because mm-hmm. I can't even watch scary movies or horror movies mm-hmm. just because I know my mind's going to replay through it 372 times. Now, imagine reading it, and you have that visual imagination. <laughs> right. But this, this was a whole type of different feel for me. I yeah. enjoyed it. It takes place in, what was it, like Mexico? 1950s Mexico City. Yes. I mean, and, not city, but like Mexico. Yes, Mexico. But the thing that I loved about it, too, is just like, she starts off with a character named Noemi. Mm-hmm. First of all, I love that name. I literally started thinking. I love thinking, that name too. It's so naming beautiful. my kids that. My kids are going to have an identity crisis because I'm going to be naming my kids Noemi and they're going to be like, but I'm a chocolate chip. That's <laughs> fine. But it's a beautiful it's sounding a beautiful name. name. Um, and she, I almost think debutante, but essentially she's really well off and she's got some money. Yeah. And she's being sent by her father to go check on her cousin Catalina in a completely different area. I forgot what was it. I forgot the city. It was like, 
Wasn't it, like, up in the mountains or something? Yeah, it was up in the mountains to check on her because I got a creepy-ass letter from her saying, like, he's poisoning me. Yeah, 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 yeah. My new husband's ki- trying to kill me. Yeah, exactly. So let me just put it this way. Let me, <laughs> let me write. Let me speak to you the set the scene that I have. Mm-hmm. So the setting takes place in 1950s. I said New Mexico, but I'm correct. It's Mexico, I believe. Yeah. It starts off with the main character Noemi, who is a young woman of 22 years old and college educated, which for that time is pretty fucking rare. Mm-hmm. She's a woman who is after her masters, and considering for her age and her social status, that fact that she is single and is almost seen as fucking taboo. Yeah. Because she's 22 and unmarried. She's 22 and unmarried. But God forbid. And going to school. Yeah. Like, how things have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but In the 50s. She, exactly. But she's a woman who enjoys her time going to parties and flirting with men. I mean, she's a woman after my heart. Mm-hmm. She gets a letter from her father telling her, well, a letter from her cousin, and her father calls her in, telling her about her cousin in another city who's not feeling too well. And when she looks at the letter, she realizes it makes no fucking sense. Makes no sense. So in order to check up on her, thank you, hype man Michelle. <laughs> I'm just sitting here eating my ramen. Right. Her father sends her to her cousins, and please, I need to quickly realize when she arrives, the things aren't necessarily what it appears to be. Mm-hmm. Boom. So the four characters that we run into, the main character, or main bay, Noemi. <laughs> Um, Catalina, who's Noemi's sick cousin. Yeah, which is kind of, she's like very close, so she's almost like a sister to her. Yes, they're five years old, or no, Catalina is five years older than her, and it's... But they're so close that they could be sisters, but they're cousins. Well, right, but even in the book, she describes Catalina as being very motherly. Yeah. Even though she's five years older. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's nasty-ass Virgil, Catalina's new husband. There's... (laughs) Yeah, sorry, that's... I don't, and it's not in the spelling, but it's the sound. His <laughs> name is Howard. Howard. Nobody likes Howard. Uh, Virgil's racist, ancient ass father. Uh-huh. There's Francis. I imagine him as this really skinny, white, pale as shit. Pale boy. Yeah, white boy. He's pale like this shit. little, chi- like, sweet summer child who's never seen the sun. <laughs> Your brother? <laughs> no. Ouch. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I just thought you said never seen the sun. I'm like, you don't do well in the sun. I know, right? <laughs> no. No, but he's like this little little sweetie. Yes. He is. You're like, how did you grow up in this environment? How? how did right? You, how did this little flower, like, vibe here? Like, live here? Right? And oh, not die. And how did you, Francis, come from a woman whose name is Florence, who, I don't know about you, Michelle, mm-hmm. but I wanted to take uh, elbow to the throat mm-hmm. with Florence. Oh she's Francis's mother and a lady with a stick up her ass, and she's a helicopter mom. And oh, I yeah, believe sure. with the Doyle family, which is what their name, last name is, mm-hmm. they're English, correct? I believe yeah. yeah. Um, they're an English family that transport, transport, transplanted themselves from England to New- to Mexico. Do they ever to explain find their, Yeah, to find their fortune. The irony of that is they're so they broke had, as fuck. Well, they had a silver mine back in England, mm-hmm. and that dried up. So they left. Come here. There's another silver mine here in Mexico. They used that and start their business of mining silver. They got wealthy again mm-hmm. and built a house, and that's when things went to shit back mm-hmm. like 300 years ago or whatever. This family. Mm-hmm. So essentially, they've been kind of broke for a while. Yeah, they've been broke for as long as, like, um, 
Virgil's been born, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what, 25 or 30? I don't know, somewhere. 25. Yeah. He's a little older than Noemi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Let me just say this. Okay, so right off the bat, like in the first few pages, the book, in the book, Noemi's father's talking about her cousin Catalina. Now he got a letter to her and it's disturbing and has, it's disturbing and has to do with her husband possibly poisoning Catalina. Yes. So my first instinct after hearing Noemi's father talk to her and explain to her how instead of believing her cousin Catalina, okay, mm-hmm. and and her distress, the first fucking thing he does. Wait, who? Um, was it Noemi's father? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. first fucking thing that he does is look into seeing a psychiatrist for right. Catalina and to see if she's even mentally stable. I don't know if it's like the Just test rubs of time. Me the wrong way. Yeah, I think it's the test of time. They, like even back, like so back then, like the women would go crazy, crazy in men's eyes. Yeah, like, they called it hysteric. Yeah, hysterical. But the thing but like, is, he's going off of the letter, and instead of just, like, I think it's a test of time because mm-hmm. of the 1950s, but he wanted Noemi to look into it because he thought it was a problem that, quote, women would should address, unquote. Right? He's like, I shouldn't step into it because this has something to do with women. Like, it's not my like, problem. Like, what do you mean, women? Your niece says that she's being poisoned by her husband. And instead of believing her, you look for doctors. Yeah. Which, by the end of the book, makes fucking sense. Yeah. I mean, but she does still. need a doctor still, but... Yeah. Huh. Um. So, yeah. Right off the bat, I was, like, a little butthurt. Mm-hmm. Actually, when we first met Na- Na- Naomi... No- Noemi? Noemi. I think um, she seemed kind of like a very, like, spoiled brat to me. For, I like, see, two I... seconds. For two like, seconds? Yeah, when she was, like... At the party in the beginning, mm-hmm. and she got the call to come home to, like, her dad was like, come home, I need to talk to you about this letter. Mm-hmm. And she seemed very spoiled brat. But then, like, after that, I was like, oh, no, she's just, like, very forward for herself. She's not meek or anything. She's mm-hmm. very, like, out there. And I was like, oh, I love her so much. She's, like, the best character ever. Right? Which, like, with considering her money and her status, I can see why she'd be rubbed the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of like, she's not a stupid woman. Mm-mm. She's smart and hilarious. And witty. She, she'll like, yeah, she's witty and she'll talk back. Like a bunch of times she'll like say something mm-hmm. to Howard or or um, Francis or Virgil and it'll be like a little quip. And I was like, yeah, get it. And they don't like that. Well, Mm-mm. in the book, they don't like it because they, they're like, the women should be meek and shut up and da 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 da. Oh, yeah. But then at one point. They do, because she's different. But it's mm. almost like they fetishize it. Right? Yeah. And speaking of fetishes, because this reminded me, there's a huge emphasis on... I shouldn't say you. I say huge just because nobody else does it, and at least they shouldn't fucking do it on you. Is it eugenics? Mm-hmm. Which is the study of, like... Like, when I pick it up, when I think eugenics, I think it's the study of, like, race and, like, people. Because... Mm-hmm instantaneously, I know we're skipping a lot here, but it's important about this context, Yeah, is that when Noemi gets to the high place, which is the place that Catalina's at right now. The mansion that the family Mm -hmm. made. They they created this mansion. Yeah, so Howard, which is the grandpa of the head of the household, starts talking to Noemi about eugenics and then how there's inferior and superior 
like racist supposedly and then like mm-hmm. that you want and that there's people that are pretty and pretty people should be the only ones that re, like procreate and instantly i thought of american slavery because there's a history of that i mean actually i thought of nazis 100 percent. really yeah i think for, i think for me because they're like very like superior race kind of thing and i was like oh they're just nazis i got right you. i thought i thought of like mm-hmm. when it comes to like segregation and like the I'm only speaking from the a black American experience because mm-hmm. maybe that's why I could relate yeah. as far as like knowing the knowledge is because there was a study that I forgot his fucking name. He's, that's why he's not important. Um, <laughs> there was a quote unquote study. It wasn't even a proper study, but yeah. essentially what they did is take human skulls and to oh, make, yeah. to justify, I guess, basically not educating black Americans or enslaved people. Mm-hmm. They said that their brains weren't going to, aren't, Big or enough. They were comp- small compared yeah, to, yeah, compared to white people, which is why you shouldn't. And then hearing that, and then almost hearing, and then hearing in the book about eugenics, I'm thinking, wow. Here's one thing I thought was fucking interesting about the book that consistently like the pattern here. Here is a group of people from a whole fucking other country right. coming into a whole other fucking other country mm-hmm. because their ass is broke. Yeah, and then talking about how they're superior, and then right. Noemi's inferior or lucky to be with them yeah and i'm thinking y'all are broke you literally marrying into her family or her cousin's family because she's got money because yeah. you're a break broke but how but you're saying she's the inferior race mm-hmm. excuse me plot excuse me plot twist here and i know i'm giving away here because i'm on a fucking roll <laughs> you're the ones who are having sex with your family members and you're gonna talk like, about inferior incest? Ra- yes <laughs> there's a huge part of incest in this book yet they're gonna talk about inferior race you're right. fucking your kids your grandchildren your sisters your- yeah and then you're talking about your inferior little sisters because howard does that yeah howard sleeps with his daughter to try to get pregnant because it was he- disgusting it was absolutely disgusting well was it his daughter or is it his sister's well, first he got married to one sister, and then he got married to the other because the other one died. Right. And then was it in the group? no? He married off his daughter to um, Florence, a family member of his. Right, but it was still her cousin. Yeah. And then there was another first cousin that he. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the first one who married was his first cousin. Yeah. And then there's like this like whether or not it was his kid. Even Florence, or... right? He tried to do it with Florence, but yeah, like, that's what I'm talking. Because he was too old. He's like, exactly. I can't get it up. He's like, my hips. <laughs> I was like, that's that's what you get. Like, and the thing is that, like, like knowing that, mm-hmm. knowing that he's an incestual, like, child molester. Mm-hmm. Talk about inferior race, superior race. Oh, you got me fucked up. Yeah. You got me like, all stways. Oh. I like how they're like, yeah, this is... We're the best because we we're white. we breed into our family lines. You're you like, know? You, can you, like, can you say that a little louder for me? I didn't quite understand that. Thank you. <laughs> right? And they're like, yeah, it's because, you know, the royal family did it. So it's like the best thing ever. I was like, no, have you looked at the royal family? They're fucking crazy. Um, have you looked at the royal family? Like, they have a blood, di- well, not the blood disease. There was. There was a blood disease, right? Yeah. I forgot the name of it. But essentially, like, they their blood doesn't clot. And that is such a rare thing mm-hmm. in the family that it could have been missed if they weren't having sex with their cousin. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't. I'm just that. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a reason why genetics gets fucked up in the family. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I can't. That was disgusting. Oh, yeah. And when she got to high place. So, like, when she was there. Mm-hmm. So, she, um, it was, like, 
kind of weird because everything was like gray and muted. And then you hear about all these rules that she has to follow. Mm -hmm. Like no loud noises, no smoking indoors, no this, no that. Don't talk at dinner. And I'm like, what is this? Footloose? Like (laughs) the book? (laughs) I'm like, there's no fun. Like what are these people? And another thing was, what do these family members do all day if they're stuck in this house? Clean. No, they don't because it's all like, there's, I mean, yeah, they clean all day. But, but like, sorry, they tell other people to clean and where to clean. Yeah, but like, it's still moldy. Everywhere she goes is mold. Mm-hmm. We know why after a while, but. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm just going to put it out there. It's like, what do these people do Mushrooms. They? Be, I know so there's boring. a reason why I never liked mushrooms. <laughs> I love mushrooms. Mushrooms are nasty. Especially after the fungi. But it's interesting. The book constantly reminds you, kind of bringing it in a little bit. Because I was holding that stuff in like a fart. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I realized about the book is that it describes its perspective of women for that time. Yeah. Speci- well, this is just my opinion. Specifically Noemi. Mm-hmm. For example, she constantly talks about men courting, to her, courting her and how in the beginning they seem well... They're attentive and want to be to want to attract her and show their good side. But once they show the good side, they're all like once they once they snag her, not snag her, but like they get the chick kind of right. Yeah. Um, they start dating. They start. Yeah, they're just kind of they're controlling. They're boring, mm-hmm. and I just thought I kind of get what Noemi's talking about. It's kind of like. They have this act in order to kind of reel you in. Mm-hmm. And then at her point, like to a point with her, she's like, then then once they feel like they have you, you're just completely controlling and assholes. Yeah. And I think that's why, too, that explains her kind of a personality, why she doesn't really take, why, one, why she's not married yet. Mm-hmm. And then, two, kind of like her perspective on men. Yeah. Because she's really used to men being really shady and not accountable and... Mm-hmm. Essentially, like, what we call today fuckboys. Yeah. Until she meets Francis, and she doesn't know what to do with Francis. Cause she, right, because he's, like, super sweet. And... He's sweet, but she also constantly calls him. She's like, he's not really that attractive. And I don't he's know... He's like this little quiet boy. I don't know if she calls him that, that says he's not mm-hmm. attractive because she's trying to convince herself not to like him. Yeah. Or does she say he's not attractive because she he's not what she's used to? I think it's the second one because she's definitely not used to it. She's used to, I feel They're like used she's used to, used to pretty coming. She's used to Virgil. Not even, Vir- well, the looks of Virgil, the yeah. The looks of Virgil, So, like, yeah. essentially they... And when he's, like, super nice to her, you know? Yeah, and I think it's, like, with Virgil, she, there's an instant attraction. I think she's used to guys who you, you look at and they're, like, instantly, they're, you know they're just attractive. Yeah. There's just something about them that's instantly attractive. Mm-hmm. And I think with Francis, he's the complete opposite. Not to say that he's utterly ugly. No. But... He's got more to him than just his looks. Yeah. He's actually pretty, like, smart for his own, in his own way. Mm-hmm. You find out that he's a painter and, like, a little sketch artist. Yeah. He, like, sketches and, like, paints the little mushrooms everywhere. And he's and- actually pretty good at, like, rendering them. And then he has, like, his little books of, like, notes of, like, plants and everything. He's a little nerd. He has a hobby. He's the, he's the most interesting character in that house other than Noemi mm-hmm. because he has a hobby. No one else does anything in the house except Florence for like Florence has a hobby. What yelling at Naomi? Yeah, and saying that's her hobby. Stop talking. Stop talking. Stop hanging out with my boy. Stop breathing. Right. Stop acting like oh my that. My God, helicopter parent. Oh my God. She's like, 
stop talking to my son, blah, blah, blah. Stop talking to to your cousin. I'm taking care of her. I'm like, bitch, she right. came here. One thing I didn't like was that she went there to go see her cousin to see how she is. And she barely even got to see her. Exactly. Don't even get me started. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. And then in the end, you're like, oh, so you didn't actually care about your son. <laughs> Which was weird. It was weird. Like, because there's some points that they... Well, why would she? Her father humped her. Mm-hmm. So, like, part of me was, like, the situation that went down between, like, Noemi, Francis, Virgil, Howard, Florence, and everything. A part of me was like, wow, you're really going to do that to your son? But in, another part of me was like, you're already kind of screwed over because how your dad treats you. Mm-hmm. So why would I expect you to be a No, it's not mother? her. I think it's her... Is it her dad? Is, is is um Howard her dad? I thought he was. I thought he was like brother or, or uncle or something. Uncle, sorry, I don't think it was her dad. Either because, way, because Virgil is could the be, son. It could be her and, uncle, daddy. And there was Ruth. Remember Ruth? Ruth. I Ruth thought... is the um older sister of Virgil. She died. Remember, she killed her whole family. Good for her. I mean, um... <laughs> <laughs> right. Then what's Flor- That's the sister. Florence is the aunt of Virgil. I know he's she's aunt Virgil to him. So And Virgil's Howard's son. So Ruth is Virgil's older sister. No. Yeah, Ruth is yeah, Ruth is Virgil's older sister. Mm-hmm. And then Florence is Virgil's aunt. Yeah, yeah. And that makes because that makes um Francis his cousin. Right, so then that makes Howard Florence's father. No, no, it, that would make Florence because there's the Florence, sister. It would make her sister to to, to Howard. She's she's the sister to Howard. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking Ruth <laughs> is like the the niece of one of Florence's siblings. No, but honestly, does does the a point does the family titles matter? Oh, does it matter if they're all fucking each, each other? other? Yeah. <laughs> Because at the end, in, at the end of the day, if so, Howard would be her. Florence is Howard's niece. No, S- sister. Sister. It was so he fucked his sister. Yeah, and I mean, at first I thought it was just a child molester. Either, now it's it's either sister. sister or like cousin of him or whatever. I don't know. Like I think it might be it closer matter. to sister. Yeah, because I know his um. There's so many women he desecrated with his body. There was Ruth. <laughs> right. But he's also like, sorry guys, I know this is one of those things we try not to win the plot twist, but he's also like 300 years old. Yeah, because so, <laughs> none of this could technically be really accurate. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, he's still trying to screw everybody in his family. That's a female. Mm-hmm. My ass is just, like, so disgusted. When I say disgusted by the book, I'm talking about, like, I enjoyed the book, but I'm just like, ugh, you nasty ass. Right? He's this ancient, crusty, old, filthy, racist man mm-hmm. who's just bedridden. And I'm, like, halfway through the book, or all the way through the book, not the whole thing, mm-hmm. I was like, why don't you just die already? Like, well, You're so old. Everyone's waiting for you to die. Just well, die. Well, it's because... At the end of the day, didn't he want to just live forever? Well, yeah, that's what we find out is these mushrooms are keeping him and his family alive forever. Um, they're, and- they're more immortal mushrooms. 
That's well, the only you. person. The thing I don't understand is the only person who was immortal was Howard. Yeah, because and they would, treated him like a god. Yeah, and he was jumping in and out of his family's body, so he would have kids just so that he could stay immortal. Mm-hmm. The and fu- then he talk would, about the most toxic he, family right, ever. Then he would like so he would he's immortal. He would um like get close to death and then like transfer his mind or consciousness into his son's body and constantly repeating doing this for 300 years. You know what's funny? Sorry, tangent. They specify in the, the book yeah. that he was looking for women to have kids, but he would never jump into a woman's body. Yeah, he would never do that because he's like, he, I'm sexist as fuck. Yeah, so he was like, he would never jump into a woman's body. I was like, well, what if you only had females? I wish he did because mm-hmm. that would be hilarious. That man needs to know what pain is well, of giving birth. Yeah, because you can only do the bloodline, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking, oh, he could just bring in a man, but he couldn't jump into their body, right? He's disgusting. <laughs> I like how ever we thought, like, Virgil was going to be the next one. Well, first, I had high hopes for Virgil. Well, I shouldn't say high. Uh, yeah, it was he weird. He was an asshole, but then he just, like, he just turned, you're like, oh, you're definitely not. He's like, Catalina is a sweet thing. You're like, ugh. No, yeah, he was definitely like Mr. Creeps Creeps. And especially He showed the- up when she was bathing. Oh my god, right? Like, um, in her dream so she these mushrooms, man. They <laughs> mess with your mind so hard. As soon as you walk into the house, you start breathing in the spores. So you can't really get away from it. Mm-hmm. And then they were poisoning her food with it. Not mm-hmm. poisoning, but like, you know, lacing her food with these mushrooms. Yeah. And then um then she would have like vivid dreams and start night sleepwalking again mm-hmm. and then she one time she was relaxing in the bathtub mm-hmm. must have fell asleep or something mm-hmm. went into this dreamscape escape thing they call it the gloom mm-hmm. and is having a dream of her in the bath and virgil walks in Whoop. and then she's like frozen and like feels desire and stuff and it's these dreams were very like i don't know like it felt like there were actual dreams. Like, this author, the author did really well at writing dreams because it's, like, when I have a dream, it's, like, crazy stuff happens, like, blah, 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 and it makes sense when you're dreaming. Yeah. But then you wake up, it's all jumbled. That's what it felt like with these dreams she kept having, and it was kind of jumbled and kind of jarring, but also kind of made sense, but not really. Well, I also want to say... Did trouble with the dreams? I had trouble following it a couple of times, but I think she did that on purpose because I know when she was writing, I feel like... She made it. was it, very purposeful, and I like that. Right. I feel like she made the dreams just hard to, in my opinion, hard mm-hmm. to follow, just because, because then you couldn't tell the difference between reality, reality and a dream. Right. Yeah, that was the hard part, especially with the bathroom scene. And he started, like, coming onto her. And I was like, but you're married. And I was like, obviously he doesn't want his catatonic wife anymore, because, right. she's being, like, she's sick. And so he's like, oh, but you're beautiful. Right. And he started coming onto Noemi. And I'm thinking, like, and Noemi couldn't tell if she was dreaming or not. So mm-hmm. then it almost gave her almost... And I couldn't tell if it, she was dreaming or not. Right? And it almost... So she like felt like she gave herself permission to almost do that. Because she's like, oh, it's like a dream. It's just a dream. Yeah, but it's then not she's real. Like, but is it? Then is it? And then she find out it's not. And it's like... <gasps> well, at one point, it he said it was, but it was in the gloom, right? Mm-hmm. And so technically, it wasn't really a... Technically, it was still a dream, but... Not real. It was real, but not real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blech. The gloom is the um, 
the, the mushrooms, they make these, the, um, the gloom <laughs> where the consciousness is of all the family members. I'm sorry. I was, I was following that. <laughs> the gloom is the, the mushrooms. <laughs> they make the, the gloom. <laughs> <laughs> the gloom is the mushrooms. They make the gloom. <laughs> um, no more mic for you. Kids, don't eat mushrooms. <laughs> don't. They're bad for you. Yes. Oh my god, people are gonna listen to this and they're like, what's wrong with them? Right. <laughs> oh my god. But yes, the gloom is the mushrooms, is the mushrooms, is the gloom. Yes. <laughs> and there's also, like, the memories of Ruth and stuff in them. Oh, yeah. Because in the gloom, they pass on, like, little... The the essences. Mm-hmm. No, never makes sense. They're just random thoughts. Yeah. And that's why it was very dreamlike, because it was just, like, random thoughts, random, random memories. It was, like... That's why it was, like, spooky, because this house was... It felt very haunted. Mm-hmm. But the one thing, like consciously throughout the book that I've learned to like Noemi especially her character one of my favorite quotes from the book that really let you know just kind of how Noemi was like her strength and care yeah the strength and character throughout the book and it's is how like you I don't know about you but remember the scene when she's polishing the silver with Florence mm, yeah around and she be wants Florence to give her something to do yeah. And so... Because there's nothing to do in this stupid house. Right. She's just standing there and they're like, oh, the servants can polish. She's like, well, let me just do something. So she asks, uh, let's see, she wants something to do. She has Florence to give her something to do. And as Noemi is polishing the silver, Florence goes to inspect a cup and says, you expect to win my praise this way, I think. It, it, it will take more. And Noemi comes back and she's like, your respect, perhaps, not your praise. And Florence replies, why would you need my respect? And Noemi goes... I don't. <laughs> right? I fucking love that. I love her. It's just powerful because at that point, mm -hmm. it's like, that's why Florence doesn't like her because she's not some meek bitch. No, she's not. She, like, Florence is like, oh, you want my respect? She goes, I really don't need your respect. I'm yeah. doing this to be courteous. Right. I'm doing this because I'm in your family's house. Mm -hmm. But I'm not looking for your praise or approval or your respect because Ever. I can yeah. wipe my shit with that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to put this out there. I know Michelle's working really hard not to spoil things. But I'll just say this. When Florence dies, I celebrate it and I walked on her grave in the afternoon at my work on my lunch break. <laughs> I'll cheers to that. Yes. Oh, I can't cheers. I don't. It's empty. <laughs> cheers. No, there's something in here. Drink it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and also when um, Howard finally goes you mean <laughs> mr disgusting mm -hmm. he would oh my god there was a scene it was very rapey you know <laughs> as this book goes it was very rapey it was very rapey they um they're like she's like uh nail nail naomi noemi 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 it's okay I could be pronouncing it wrong. Don't drink more mics if you can't pronounce <laughs> Noemi uh, is like, i am had enough. I'm going to go home. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, how about you have dinner with us one last time? And, wait, wait. and they're like, 
She's like, okay. So they get dressed up, have dinner, and then middle dinner, they're like, oh, you got to say goodbye to Howard because <gasps> you know he's upstairs in his bedridden bed. <gasps> and so they go upstairs, and they they Florence and and Virgil grab her arms in like a vice grip, yeah, and force her to the bed, kneel her, kneel her down next to the bed, and he turns over like slow as a crip, and like kisses her mouth. And open like, mouth. Open mouth. And then black sludge goes down her throat. <laughs> I literally gagged when I was reading that. I was okay. on the freeway and I was like, I'm driving. I, I like, okay. Okay. Is it weird nope. that I completely missed that part? Like, I had to go back and listen to that part because I was more preoccupied and gagging when they went into the place and he was butt ass naked. Right. Yeah, he was naked. I'm like... Because she thought he was going to be underneath the covers and she'd be like, all right, I know it's motherfucker. But he was sitting there sprawled out, butt-ass naked, old man. Old man balls rang out. Old man. That's and the he's part. like skin and bones, mm-hmm. except for his one leg that's swollen and pustule and like... I just thought gout. Yeah, <laughs> but like all the way up to his knee. Right. And oh. then he has the audacity to spit in her mouth. Yeah. And then like... Ugh, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I just kind of lost my appetite. <laughs> yeah. It was disgusting. It was the grossest. I was like, mm-mm. mm It was, and they forced her to do it, and they're like, become part of the family. First of all, I thought she was inferior to you. Why the fuck are you adding to the family? Right, why do you, you want dumb, her? You sack of potato humping bitches. I, I never that understood, like, sense, why they- <laughs> But I'm gonna use that <laughs> as his. They are. <laughs> oh my god. They are. They're like, you're inferior to us, but we're gonna add you to the family, because I'm done humping my uncle. Yeah. And then there, the thing is, too, is that this whole time, it's like the number one, like, you thought, you thought reading The Cruel Prince that Jude's family was the to- most toxic. Mm-hmm. Nay, nay. No. Nay, we nay. We found a new one. Yeah, this one. Because even then, they're like, she's inferior to us, but we're going to add her to the family because we need fresh blood mm-hmm. to have more kids. But you're lucky you're with our family, even though we're broke. Yeah, right? But you're the inferior. And they're hoarding all the silver in their house and stuff and polishing it. And they're killing people. And then the funny thing that cracks me up is they did the most... I don't have a toxic family, for one. But I think it's the most gas litty thing they do ever. It's like, they're like, Ruth. They're like, she shot Howard. I don't know why she shot Howard. <laughs> why would he do... Why would, why would she, she do, do that? that? <laughs> Bitch. What do you mean how? how? How do you mean how? Why do you not see this? What's going on around you? You're toxic... Ass. Crazy, god worshiping hillbillies. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I hated how like even like when he came down that one time when he got out of bed one time in the book uh-huh. Howard, mm-hmm. he went downstairs and talked to her and you were talking about like inferiority and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. He's he felt very like mansplainery to her. Yes, you know, like and he would say like comments to her like that he like were like probably to him were very complimentary mm-hmm. and very like oh right like like he's like oh you're very beautiful who for what you look like you know for like yeah, what oh, race for, you are you know yeah or my the weird thing okay and i i understand the sentiment completely yeah but the one thing that creeped me out was that he, you told him you can tell he was creepy because he just made a comment about oh your skin's a lot darker than catalina right and from my experience, whenever people want to mention, like, compare skin tones like that, that colorism, that shit, is just does not fly mm-hmm. 
at all with me. But it's just like, that's a real thing. And so the fact that he's like, oh, you're really pretty for a dark girl. For a dark girl. Yeah. yeah like, essentially, that's what I picked up that's on. That's pretty much what happened. And I'm just thinking, like, fuck you, you crinkly ass mother... Literally almost motherfucker. It's like... Kid, but, it's like a backhanded compliment. Yeah. And it's like, it's said, but it's like, it's actually really just a slap in the face, you well, know? Even Noemi calls him out on it. She's yeah, like, that's I'm glad she does, because, like... She's like, that's about compl- you. Yeah, she's like, that's that's what you want to say? That's the compliment you right. want to give me? And, like, it's like brings people down? Yeah. So don't do that, people. First of all, just don't be racist or colorist or anyist. Yeah. It's just very condescending and racist. And it's you can be cool. a florist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just talk to flowers all day. First of all, I had your plants grow. My plants? It helps plants grow. Yeah. I named my plants. My plants are dead. I named some of them after the <laughs> Outlander. Well, that's why they're dead, because you didn't name them after the Outlander characters. I have a Fergus and a Claire. Yeah. I did have a Brie, but she died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just working on a Jamie now. I'm going to have the whole clan. Oh, that sounds really bad out loud. Oh, my God. The whole clan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, you're going to have the whole family there, and you're going to just come into my room one day, and you're like, Wow. This area of the plants is named after this book, and this area of the plants are named after this book. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm gonna. That's my plan. That's that's what I'm gonna do. My little book nook. Love it. My little book nook of plants. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and books. I like how Florence said to be a Doyle means to be something, uh-huh. and I was like, but yeah, you- like three hundred years ago. <laughs> Not now. Well, you mean nothing to this town, to this world, because you locked yourself in this house. Yeah. You don't go anywhere. And no one really knows what you do up here in this house anymore. So you're not important. And you remember, Why do you think you're so important now? And I think it's so interesting. Not interesting. But I think it's one thing to t- talk about their character because they had miners mm-hmm. and they gave them a portion of the silver. And then out of... They said it was out of necessity almost. I think it was out of greed. Mm-hmm. Where they just stopped giving them silver. There's yeah, a point. And then yeah. Benito was in love. Like, that's another guy. He went missing. Essentially, he was Ruth's lover, yeah. who she actually genuinely cared about, and he went missing, a.k.a. they killed him. Yeah. Probably pushed him off the cliff or something. Yeah. And then Florence was married. I don't know how the fuck how. She went out like Virgil and caught her husband. Like, <laughs> and entrapped him. Right. But not with a pregnancy the way we think she literally... He just stayed there. Yeah. But she did, he did get pregnant because... Yeah, they had um, Francis. Yeah. And, you know, his dad liked him and apparently loved them, but like... And he, he taught him Spanish! Right. But he went crazy, kind of, and... Well, towards the end, because he said that his mom, this whole time, he thought he would come into town, he would talk about the house, and then it wasn't until later that she explained everything to him, and he was like, ah, shit. Yeah, might as well just stay. Like, yeah, he's like, well, at least I have my son. Yeah, he died. Well, he went crazy and he threw himself off of a ravine. Yeah, um, because he couldn't leave anymore because the spores got into him. Well, yeah. Well, essentially, he just went mad because, like, yeah, he just went mad. Yeah, like, what are you gonna do with that house? Nothing. Apparently, no one does anything in that house. I would go mad. That's why I don't like mushrooms. Mushrooms nasty. And they had books. They had like a library, but half the books had mold on it. Yeah, and they were ruined. destroyed. I was like, "What the how, fuck do you do? What do you house? do all day?" <sighs> so boring. You know, it's funny. They're literally on their this like not the high horse, but like they're on top of a fucking mountain. Literally talking about how superior they are to everybody, mm-hmm. but they literally fuck each other and don't have any lives. 
Yeah. The the they have to use they're lanterns. delusional. They have to use lanterns because the electricity is not that powerful because they only have like one generator or something. Well, that but that's because for Howard the believes in like he's still in the past. Yeah, with a lot of stuff. But that's what he keeps. How do you want to be immortal and then not be up to date? Right. I just if you've got plumbing in a house. Also, like if you want to be how, why are you immortal and not traveling the world and exploring and seeing everything? He doesn't You're want just to talk to staying- inferior people. He's just staying in his house like a little lump on the log. Like, if I was immortal, I'd be, like, like going and traveling everywhere and seeing everything and meeting people. He's a very boring immortal person. Yeah, he literally is kind of wasting everybody's Wasting time. his own life. Yeah. For the last 300 years. And his family's. Literally. Because making everyone stay there. Literally. But you know what? I'll, t- I'll say this. Noemi's father wasn't too far off. He did need, they do need a, psych, a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. but not for Catalina. <laughs> yeah, I think she got better after she got out of the mushrooms. They needed it for that whole family. Yeah. <laughs> they needed it for the whole family, because yeah. he's sitting there thinking, like, something's messed up with her. No! Mm-hmm. No! They're humping each other. They need to be castrated so they don't reproduce, reproduce anymore. Right? <sighs> I just couldn't get over the incest thing. Like, talk about your greed. Yeah. The amount of greed you have to go to. To be this- so selfish, to use your kids like that. Yeah. It, to, like, because apparently Howard, we, like, go into his, like, son's bodies, mm-hmm. like, for the past 300 years. Like, that's how he lived so long. Yeah. So, like, and you're supposed to you would just, Virgil, like, right? waste. Well, yeah. The, the It was Virgil, but it was actually Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, because he, no, because next in line to go, well, because it was supposed to be, I think it was like Francis or something. But yeah, it was supposed to be Virgil. Everyone thought it was Virgil, but like everyone except for Francis knew it was supposed to be Francis because why would Virgil use his favorite son yeah. to do it? So might as well use the cousin. I think, and didn't it come down to looks or something like that? No, like, because um, I think, like you said, wasn't it supposed to be Francis next in line to do it? But then it said something about him going with Virgil, right? No, Vir- Francis thought it was going to be Virgil the whole time. But everyone <gasps> oh, else knew it was going to be Francis. Oh, because- yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. But he liked his favorite son, so he was doing Francis. Yeah, so he was going to jump into Francis's body. And that's why uh, Howard was like, oh, but Naomi, you're so beautiful. I like you a lot. Because he, because knew he, he was going to go into Francis's body. Then she, he would be married to her. Yeah. And then she would like be kind of sweet. She'd be kind of infatuated by at this time already. Mm-hmm. Assuming their plan went to went the way they wanted. Right. Yeah, okay, you're right. Because then they wanted her to be kind of infatuated and kind of fall in love right, with Right, fall him. in love with, with Francis. Is, and then he would have jumped into his body. And then he would and have And she would have known the difference. Yeah. Yeah, and she would have known the difference. At least for a little bit. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> so they forced her to get married to Francis. And let's just talk about that for a quick yes. second. Yes. It we didn't even let her pick out a wedding dress. No. It was a, like, normal. You had to use the hand-me-downs from the other wives that he had. It was, right? It'd be different. It's, like, another thing to wear your mother's wedding dress. Right. But to wear a complete stranger's wedding dress. Yeah. And y'all are cheap. How are you gonna be the superior ones broke, humping your family, and you can't even afford a new dress? Like, ugh, I can't right. with this family. Oh, and then, guess what? Howard was gonna officiate because, you know, he's God, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with this family. Your face. I can't with this family. There's so many times I just wanted to elbow to the throat several people. 
Virgil can fall off the cliff 300 times. Oh, my God. And he was... And then, like, on the wedding night, they were so disgusting. So, like, they got married. Who? And they, uh, Naomi and Francis got yes, married. Yes, yes. And then they got put into their separate rooms, apparently. Right. They weren't supposed to be split up, though. Well, no. I should... They were going to do, like, the Humpty Dumpties, you know, because, you know, your yeah. wedding night. Yeah. They were... And then they separate... No, because you know what the thing that I thought was interesting was I think their excuse to separate them was to tell them about the birds and bees. Before right. Yeah, their excuse. Yeah, they're, the they're, they're like, the girls don't but, know. And I'm just thinking, like, so you're telling me this man is, like, 24 years old. I don't know where to put his pecker. Right. Anyway, they knock him out and, like, yeah. almost, like, or lock him away. And the, the plan was to, like, drug him so then Howard could go into his body. And right. then, like, you know do the deed with Naomi as he it was Howard. Yeah. And I was like, oh God. Right. And then Virgil. That was a devious plan. And then Virgil kind of just came in in the middle of it and he was just like. Oh yeah, he fucked everything up actually. He did. For Howard. He fucked up Howard's plan. Yeah. Because I think at the end he realized, he was like, I could do this. I could take control. Yeah, I could take control. I could be the immortal one. I could overthrow my father. I think it was interesting though because I won't, I should say interesting. It was extra disgusting because when um, Francis wakes up and he comes in and Virgil's like, I'm not a greedy man. I can share. You right. can have her. We can, can have share her. her. And I love the fact I that like, they treat her like absolutely. Like a piece of meat. Yeah. I say I say I like the fact. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, she's standing right there and yeah. they're talking and Virgil's sitting there talking to her like she's a fucking flashlight. Yeah. Oh my God. Fucking men. I can't. Yeah. The entitlement. Yeah, exactly. They have the... the uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but as you guys could tell, exactly how we feel about this book. We like the book. Yeah, Don't was, get us wrong. It was a great mystery. It was a great, like, suspense. And you're like, what is happening? I'm, like, like driving to work. Is this actually haunted? It's just in her mind. It's like 8, eight It's like 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm Or 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm, like, driving down and screaming down the road. I'm like... What do you mean you're fucking humping your cousins? <laughs> right? Going into work all pumped and I'm like, ah, I'm reading a book about a man and incest and mushrooms. If I didn't know this was a horror story, I think it was just like she was just sex deprived half the time. Because she would like have these dreams of like yeah, being like or was that aroused and stuff. But then you find out it's the mushrooms controlling her and making her feel that way. And you're like, oh, God, these mushrooms need to just die. Right. Destroy the mushrooms. The holy incestuous mushrooms. All the shrooms. <laughs> All the shrooms. But oh, my gosh. So I have to ask you this. If you were going to get how many sips would you give this book? Out of. Five sips? Out of five sips. Five being fantastic, phenomenal, mind-blowing. Yes. Probably like three and a half to four sips. I give it a strong, but... Yeah, I, I, I give it four a... Four yeah, strong, three and a half sounds good, but four fits. Four fits, yeah. Yeah, so like a strong four where I'm just like, okay... Okay. I have to admit, the only thing, like, I get that was the purpose, but it was just part of me was like, I had a hard time kind of keeping track with everything. Yeah. It was hard with the dreams, like, 
But it was interesting to see how dreams were written out in a story. Yes. I like that aspect. I liked how um, it was, like, a good way to, like, experience dreams. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But no, it was good. Yeah. But yeah, we would give this four solid sips. Sips. But yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Anything else we want to talk about? Howard's a dick. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, we really enjoyed this book. The, the. Not the randomness, but the suspense of everything. Yeah. I definitely would recommend it to somebody who was kind of... Oh, if you love horror and cottage core, you'll love this book. Really? Because but... of all, like, the the mushrooms and this very, like, like um, Victorian-esque and everything. I picked that up. Yeah. I picked that up. But now I have to say, now that we're on to that, we're trying something new this time. Mm-hmm. We're, since we're getting a little break from fantasy... We're definitely going into more say, historical fiction. Yeah. We've read historical fiction, like, with Outlander. Yeah. But not... We're going to be staying in the States right now. The next book we're reading is called Yellow Wife by... Oh, I'm going to mispronounce her name. Is it Sadika? Sadika? Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry I mispronounced your name. I probably have to read it. So, uh, by the time we record this, I'm gonna know how to spell and pronounce her name. That's yeah. just me. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited about the Yellow Wife. I personally saw the Yellow Wife. It was on my personal reads that I um that I wanted. And I think I talked Michelle into another book. I talked you into. <laughs> um, and this one takes has to do with a girl. I think for the time they would call her mulatto. She's a mixed girl. Half black, yeah. half white, and mm-hmm. she's a house slave. And from my understanding of the book, real quick, I believe she was promised by her father, who is also the master, that she'd be freed mm-hmm. at 18. Well, from my understanding, I think he dies. and yeah, Before his, that happens. Before that happens, and I think she's sold off. And it's kind of telling her survival story mm-hmm. and what's going to happen. That's what I got from the gist of the book. But I instantly saw it on Barnes & Noble's. And I had to go pick it up. Yeah. So I'm really curious about what this, like, what her adventure would, I shouldn't say adventure, because it makes it sound. Her life. Or yeah. This girl's life. Adventure makes it sound like happy-go-lucky. Right. She's a slave. I don't, I don't think, think anything's it's... happy or lucky. Hopefully she gets a happy ending. Hopefully. Yeah. Like a... We'll see. Elbow to throat to the hmm. wife. But we'll see. But yes, the next book in episode 26 is The Yellow Wife. We'll see you guys soon. See ya. Or talk soon, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna have more mics, but we might have more mics. We might maybe. Know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. All right. All right, well, talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Yee. Oh God, why? <laughs>